the Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Eric and Faye. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. How was your two-minute break? Well, Eric didn't have a break. Mm -hmm. Um, But Faith, how was your little break? It was was good. I put Penny's flea collar back on because it popped off. Thank you so (laughs) much. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I realized um, on yesterday's episode (laughs) that we did not get a chance to do Media Rex. So I was wondering if there's Uh, anything new that you guys are watching, listening to, or reading right now that you want to recommend to everyone. I'm prepared. (laughs) Oh my God. Faith is ready. I I wrote a list. Great. Let's do it. Um, So as far as things to watch, Mm -hmm. um, a couple weeks ago, I found this show on Netflix. It's a sci-fi channel show, but it's called Winona Earp. Ooh. And it is... Oh, yeah. It's like a Western zombie yes it's good it's fun it's like a just a fun kind of action um there's a couple of gay characters um just if you if you like like very atmospheric shows like about women kicking ass in the old west and not, it's not the old west. You know it's like I like that. <laughs> the I modern like west. When you told me there was a show called By Nona Earp, I kind of thought it was just going to be like gender swapped tombstone. And I was like, mm. I would pee into that. I would watch that. Yeah, that, that is what sick. it sounds like. Um, I kind of remember hearing about it. Yeah, I, it's been, I think there's like two seasons on Netflix. Like they're, they're just, I think the third season is coming up <clears throat> this fall or something. Oh, very cool. Okay. Um, and then Detroiters. Yes. I think I've recommended that before. You have, but like everyone has recommended to me. It's, I'm like, I, I feel like it's so it. slept on. Um, it is, but it's, it's all, like always the one people are like, it's actually one of the best comedies. <laughs> it's on Comedy Central. I, it's not, it's not on like Hulu or anything. Um, but it's very funny. Like the two lead guys, and I think a lot of the cast comes out of like the Detroit improv scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very, it's like a bro comedy in like the style of um, Andy Samberg's character on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, like very sure. sweet. Yes. Um, like not like toxic masculinity. The only like watchable very funny, bro. silly. <laughs> yeah. um, you gotta be sweet. If you're a bro, you gotta yep. be sweet. Mm-hmm. Gotta be compassionate. Gotta have empathy for people or I don't want to watch you be a bro. Yeah. And it's also just obviously like steeped in michigan slash detroit culture which is a lot of fun right um, Keen Peel came out of the detroit improv scene fact it's true hashtag facts uh great um, recommendations um what am i watching on netflix right now oh, i was just watching hannah gatsby's special which i recommended mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. um any other viewing recommendations no, I haven't been watching anything. <laughs> when we were getting ready for the House of Yes yesterday, uh, Eric was like talking to us, engaged, and then I look over and he is passed out on the <laughs> in a matter of like seconds. Yeah, that's true. That happens. I've turned into my father, where I sit in a chair and then just like slowly doze off. Yeah, and then wake back up. Like, up, oh, I'm up. Yep. And then also you, <laughs> you took a picture of me sleeping uh-huh. and then texted it to me, uh-huh. which felt like a real power move. <laughs> like you were, remi- it was great. It was like, you were just saying, remember I could kill you at any moment. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think about like what a threatening thing that was. <laughs> I accidentally I just, threatened you. I just, I like, great. I just dozed off and I woke back up and you would text me a picture of myself sleeping. I was like, but, oh. But to be fair, I followed it up with a thumbs up yeah. emoji, which is not threatening. If I sent a knife emoji, threatening, very threatening. Uh, was so funny. I didn't consider That's how great. creepy that was. <laughs> wow. Um, um I was also drunk, so I'm sure I was like, (laughs) 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 Uh, I haven't been watching much. I did watch Nanette, and it was really amazing. Yeah. Um, um, Nailed It's great. It's a great show. Oh, uh, Nailed It's so good. And there's a, I don't think this is a spoiler. There's like a, a bonus episode at the end of this season that's a crossover 
between Nailed It and Queer Eye. Oh, yeah. I saw people posting that. Is that is a fucking delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, like, Nicole Byer is a huge Queer Eye fan. Yeah. Um, and they freaked out because they love Nailed It. So mm-hmm. they were like, oh, let's do, like, a cross. And Netflix was like, money. Uh, so they did a crossover episode that's very sweet. And I'm kind of pissed, though, because Anthony got off the hook because he got to be the guest judge. And I was like... <laughs> When are the, we actually going to see if Anthony knows how to like do things in <laughs> Look, the kitchen? We know we know why he was cast. He's pretty. He's very pretty. Like, he does know his shit mm-hmm. to an extent. Um, but yeah, it was 100%. Like he's so sweet and charming and handsome. It's like, put him on TV. Yeah. Um, so good viewing, Rex. Good job, guys. <laughs> uh, Which, I don't, yeah, I don't think I have been watching anything. I don't really get to watch much stuff lately. Are you listening to anything you want to recommend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric's Music Rex. Mm. Eric's very relatable. Music Rex. I, <laughs> hey, people love I them. wish everyone <laughs> could read the responses I got when I said that I was going to make a playlist for our upcoming improv oh, show. We freaked out. <laughs> I was like, I want us to approve it. <laughs> Shem was just like, why don't we make like a group Spotify so we can all like control it? I was like, if there's one noise band on there, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, Chloe was just like, put Robin. That was her mm-hmm. only request. She's like, I want Robin on it. It's just Eric's drone band. <laughs> I would mm-hmm. fucking kill you. <laughs> uh, what have I been listening to lately? I'm also trying to keep track of everything I've recommended on the show before. I'm going to not do that. Uh, let's see. I, I really like this band, Institute. Okay. Um, if you look up on Spotify, make sure it's recent. All their albums have come out in the last couple of years because there's also another band. There was a band in the ni- or like the 90s or the 2000s called Institute that Ooh. featured Gavin Rossdale of Bush. Oh, okay. Husband of Gwen Stefani. Yes. Uh, he had a band called Institute. That band's trash. Don't listen to them. Okay. This is like a punk band called Institute. Okay. Uh, they're very good. Um, nice. What else are we listening to? I have a bunch of stuff on here when I was like trying to put together songs for the playlist. Because mm-hmm. um, the promise I made was it would all be dance music, but it would be cool. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, you guys have you guys fucked up. Like I know, I'm already like, oh no. Uh, just just bring like a secret second playlist, <laughs> yeah. and do that one instead. Right. You just hear like a record scratch. Uh, I don't know okay, why. My playlist would be great. Okay, uh, I got a little new order. Okay, new order specifically the song "Bizarre Love Triangle," probably the best dance song of all time. Okay, so good. I do like New Order. Uh, little Gary Newman. Mm-hmm. Mm, gotta mm-hmm. have some Gary Newman. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, what else have I been listening to? Uh, let's see. I was listening. Uh, I'm just going through my <laughs> Spotify history. What have oh, I been wait. listening to? Uh, I did the same thing because I heard someone today that I was like, "Ooh, this is good," and I like can't vouch for his other songs, but mm-hmm. um, Declam McKenna. Okay. Uh, Paracetamol mm-hmm. is a great song. Okay. God. You were probably like, can you spell all of that? <laughs> um, Declam is D-E-C-L-A-N. McKenna. That's pretty basic. I don't Seems need to spell that. And paracetamol is P-A-R-A-C-E-T-A-M-O-L. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the King Princess channel on Spotify and he came up. And I was like, <clears throat> you know, when you're like three-fourths of, a wa- of the way through a song and suddenly you're like, wait, is this song amazing? And you like jump yeah. up. Yeah. Like you run to your phone, like don't go forward, don't go forward. Um, Cause I don't think on Spotify you can skip back songs that are on a random playlist. I don't know. Which is annoying. Cause it, do you have Spotify premium? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. I don't really use the radio feature that much. I think you can, I think I've done it or really? no, not, not necessarily on random ones. Never mind. Yeah. That's the issue. Cause it's random. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, that song is great. Oh, the other one I wanted to recommend is uh, the band Culture Abuse. Oh, I saw you post about them. I haven't. They they've been like they're like they run in the same circles as a lot of bands I like, um, and I just never really got around to listening to them. I finally like sat down and listened to them the other night, and they're incredible. Their new record Daydream is really so good. It's like a great summer record. I gotta um, listen. I feel like I need. Uh, you would music. really like this specifically. Um, Are you sure? Yes. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> it's very like, I don't know. It's very like, um, it's it's very like Weezer-y, guided by voices okay. right. type like. That sounds good. Fuzzy pop rock. It's really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, you would like it. Okay. Uh, I cool. know what I'm talking about when it comes to I music. Okay. No. All right. So, listening racks. What haven't we done? Reading. reading I, I have a reading. Yes. Um, this is kind of fun. I haven't actually like fully read the book yet, but I've been like dipping in here and there. Um, the woman that I took a burlesque class from mm-hmm. just published a book. Um, her name is Joe Weldon. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very cool. And the book is called Fierce. It's a history of leopard print. You told me that and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I didn't know I wanted to learn about that until you right, said that. Right, exactly. Like, cool. Like, yeah. I went to the book signing because um, there was like a show and there were people performing um, that I really wanted to see. And I wasn't even like necessarily planning to buy the book, but I'm so glad I did because mm. it goes into like, it goes into like, culture and um class signifiers and uh female empowerment and she has like a whole thing in the back of like big cat rescues and like donating to places that are saving the animals and um I pulled this one paragraph and posted it on Instagram where she tells about a girl fighting in like the French resistance against the Nazis and while raiding a town, the girl snagged like a leopard print coat and used it as camouflage for fighting Nazis in the woods. Like right. so badass. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool book. It's very pretty. Um, yeah, look it up. Pretty is the most important thing. Um, <laughs> I find my book has to be pretty or I am not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So also while we're in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk about, Miss Scarlett Johansson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's like she's competing to be the world's most obnoxious white woman. And she's winning. So according to Billboard, she uh, is set to... By the way, she's re-teaming with her Ghost in the Shell director, which was already in trouble and accused of whitewashing because they whitewashed that character. She's set to... And that movie was so good. Why wouldn't you want to... Get back together with that team. Sure, right. After that smash hit, <laughs> uh, critical and audience <laughs> received. So she's set to star in a film, a feature called Rub and Tug, after the true life story of Jean Marie Gill, who uh, was a transgender man um, and became Dante Tex Gill. And operated a massage parlor and prostitution business in Pittsburgh in the 70s and 80s. So it's a super interesting story. Unfortunately, they cast cis um, Scarlett Johansson to play the character of a, of a trans man, which is obviously mm-hmm. super offensive. Also, uh, if you... No resemblance whatsoever. Oh, no, that's another thing. Look at the fucking None. pictures. It's... Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, it's literally just like pick a name... Well, I think to the movie. I well, guess I think pointed out it, like a lot of uh, you know studios use that as a defense when the people are like, why don't you cast trans actors to play mm-hmm. trans characters? And what they say is, we need a big name attached. But someone on Twitter made a great point where they're like, why not cast Scarlett Johansson as like a supporting actress? Right. Yeah. Um, or like a lead actor, like write a character for her if she refuses to play a supporting character. Mm-hmm. But like she can be in the film and not play yeah, a trans yeah. person. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is I think um, casting, like she is super hot. Like let's, she's a terrible person, but she's super hot. Right. Like picking her to play this man, it it feels like trying to make transness like precious and pretty and like sure. erasing real people. Yeah. Like actual sure. humans and trying to have like this delicate, androgynous, like I don't I don't know, to like make it more palatable to cis audiences that like instead of allowing trans people to exist on like a full spectrum of like not Scarlett Johansson right. level well, pretty. Also, the thing that True. gets me so much about this is just like obviously, you know, everything that's gone along with what everyone said, but it's like it's also like it's not like Scarlett Johansson is like 
such a good actress that it's like we have to have her play this role. No, but she's very famous. Like a, a lot of people go to see her. No, work I know, just but that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's not like, like she's. It's it, like from, we must it, have her talent. Yeah, sure, exactly. Sure. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like it's like it's not even defensible on that end, right? Of like, you know, it it wouldn't be defensible on any end, but it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, like the getting, tour like, de force. getting like <laughs> fucking Daniel Day Lewis. You'd be like, okay, you might need Daniel Day Lewis for like Their some, actor some role. Ever, yeah. yeah, it's not like she's like the greatest Meryl actress Streep. of our generation. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like, oh, we need her amazing acting talent to take on this role right it's like right. no it's just it's so no. weird too and her fucking response was awful where she was like um i'm an actress and that was it <laughs> oh was well like, and what's really she shitty like a whole bunch of people well i don't know if it was her or her team but when they reached out to her team for comments oh they were like, like oh oh please um, direct your questions to they, jeffrey tambor this is what they said tell them if they can't uh Tell them that they can be directed to Jeffrey Tambor, Jared Leto, and Felicity Huffman's reps for comment. Just like yeah, well, other people who were criticized, yeah, yeah, just yeah. for doing the exact other same people thing. did a shitty thing. Yeah, so yeah, it was so shitty, but also makes sense, right? Like a shitty person has a shitty team. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah. checks yeah. out. Um, <laughs> that tracks. Um, yeah, I mean, it's getting really old to hear. That's basically the excuse they keep recycling where they're like, well, Scarlett Johansson's famous. There's no trans actor who's that, who's that famous. And it's sort of like, right, because you don't cast them. And also... Yeah. You don't give them the opportunity. You don't give them the opportunity. And also, how many examples have we seen of breakout stars who somebody takes a chance on and yeah. casts them in a film or like, you know, a, a television series and then they blow up and then they are an A-lister. La- Laverne mm-hmm. Cox. yeah. I also feel like, too, we're kind of in the era or slowly getting into the era of, like, I don't think that people go to see movies because of who's in them anymore. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also think... I think it's might there might still be a little of that, but I think it's rapidly declining to the point of almost ending. Because mm-hmm. there have been some big movies that came out recently with big actors that just flopped hard. If you have like a genuinely good story, people are going to go see the film. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like get buzzed behind it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it helps, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like media attention, but in terms of like actual ticket sales, I don't know that that many people are like, Oh, Scarlett Johansson's in this movie. Let's go see it. It's like, well, I don't movie, think yeah, movies in general are declining. I mean, it doesn't seem like it because every once in a while you get like Black Panther that yeah. makes the most money that any film's <laughs> ever made. And it's like, I guess a lot of people are going to the movies. But on the whole, fewer people are going to see movies. <laughs> so it's like, you, you really, I think you're right. I think we are in the twilight of those movie stars yeah. that everybody goes to My see. My favorite twitter meme right now is a tweet that gets circulated every couple of weeks now and it's just somebody going avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time i'll give you a hundred dollars if you can name one character in the movie without googling it yeah <laughs> like, no nobody. still wildly <laughs> proud that i've never seen that i've never seen it it's it's the, it's the most <laughs> successful movie of all time that, I, it doesn't seem possible literally nobody remembers seeing it nobody can tell you one character no or one, a plot point you know when people get really mad when you haven't seen certain things mm-hmm. i've said that to so many people and they've all been like good yeah <laughs> that you never saw it that's my, good my college boyfriend thought it was great which was the only Ooh, reason i watched red flag, it red flag. <laughs> oh yeah no there were a billion red flags with that <laughs> like, whole thing that was not but, the only one uh, <laughs> Um, sorry, I keep hearing a noise and I'm just assuming Desmond's doing something terrible. It could be me, like... Oh, it is you. Guys, it wasn't my cat, it was Eric. Ugh. So, uh, any other recce wrecks while we're in the uh, pop culture section? Mm, I've been reading, um, I don't get to read as much, uh, these days, but I've been reading a lot of, um, short stories Mm -hmm. by, uh, J.G. Ballard. Ooh. I like J.G. Ballard. I don't... Guys, if he's problematic, you can let me know, but I don't know. I don't... <laughs> you said that was such a level of defeat. There's certain... The thing is, like, I've gotten so much shit over the years <laughs> for, like, my taste in writers yeah. that I'm just like, I oh, don't know. You do love a, like, angsty white male writer, cis white male Some writer. Some of them are good, okay? They might be terrible people. Look, I'll say it. Infinite Jest is a good book, and if you don't think it is... That's your prerogative, but you know, it, it doesn't make him. It doesn't make the book shitty because the person is shitty. It, no, no, no. And I, uh, yeah, I, I actually think. I mean, he was a shitty person, yes, 
but an awful, like a legitimately awful, awful terrible person. person. But I'm, I'm comfortable saying that. I'm also like, I still, I read the book before I knew that, and I still think the book is good. Yeah, I mean, is it as good as people say it is? No, it, it's like it's a good novel, but had it not been written by like a cis white dude, I don't know if people would have been like jizzing over it yeah. as hard. I'm sure it got all the media attention it did just because yeah. of who he was. He was also like an exciting figure. Like he was this quirky, eclectic dude. Yeah. I mean, um, I just think he was the most, it was a time when po- like postmodern, like alt literature was like, primed to blow up and he just happened to write the novel that was the best characterization of that. he to be a cis white dude. Jerk, 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 jerk. Like Allison, whenever we get all our books back from storage, you can come over and I guarantee you can go through our entire collection and point out exactly which ones are Eric and which is mine. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... 100% 100% confident that's true. Mm-hmm. So, guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. Bad news. It's the bad news. Uh, you're welcome, everyone, for that little song. So, first bad news item. Um, Trump asking his aides if he could invade Venezuela. <sighs> okay. Um, reportedly, he posed the question at a meeting last August while discussing sanctions against the country. According to the AP, Trump turned to his aides and asked, why couldn't the U.S. just invade to deal with President Nicolas Maduro rather than using sanctions? The suggestion is to have stunned those present at the meeting, including the U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, who already thinks he's a fucking idiot, (laughs) um, and National Security Advisor H.R. McCaster. Then they had to explain to Trump that military action could backfire (laughs) and risk a backlash from Latin American governments, But Trump went on to raise the prospect of military action again with Colombian President Juan Manuel Santos, according to the unnamed U.S. official. I just really like that his brain goes there first. Mm -hmm. It's just because this is what happens when you, like, dumb fucking people elect based on the fact that they want somebody who's not a politician. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. He's also the same person who's like, well, if we have nukes, why can't we just use them? Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) Yeah, also... What's creepy about this is so many of his supporters would agree with it. Mm. Like, yeah, why don't we just invade? Yeah. So because he's, that's he's doing the work. job they want him to do. Yeah, like, the, I, they're just the dumbest people alive. They're just, like, you just can't do stuff like Eric that. Eric just threw his hands up. He just <laughs> didn't know what just, to say. I, honestly, like, the, like, I said yesterday uh, I was, like, fighting with my mom on Facebook, and I was, like, doing that the whole time. Like, every time, so I'm just, like, how yeah. do you respond to that? How do you say, like... Well, I we're at this weird time, and I think, Faith, you mentioned this on yesterday's episode, where it's like, this is a party that's anti-intellectualism. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can't counter anything with facts. You just yeah. have to win elections. Because, like, there you can't appeal to their sense of morality. That doesn't work. You can't convince them in an argument with facts because they don't believe in facts. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to win on that level. So the only thing you can do is defeat them. Well, Mm -hmm. what's so dangerous is like the fucking, uh, the, the, the the intellectual dark web idiots, (laughs) like the dweebs. uh, I just like flash forwarded like 40 years. You are going to be the biggest curmudgeon. Oh my God. It's the dark web idiots. (laughs) The, the, like the Ben Shapiro's and the fucking idiots. Like they're just like their whole thing is, and I've, and it, it does like trickle down to like normal discourse. It's just like people be like, Oh, we can't have political disagreements. It's like, we're not disagreeing about politics anymore. We literally have, in, uh, a guy who seems to be going through dementia in office who wants to send the military to random countries that he doesn't well, like. Well, it's also not a civilized discussion when one side is like, I think women should have control over their own bodies and the other side is like, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not like a policy disagreement. And it's not like, it's not a political argument when 
they believe in like completely different facts about right. like right you know just reality like we can't agree on reality we can't like agree. that's not a that's we, not a polite disagreement here's that's how, like, how bad it is we can't agree on the fact that a mass shooting happened right ever yeah. it's always a false flag yeah mm-hmm. so like when we can't agree on things that actually happened it's like well we're not gonna we have can't agree on a whether debate. climate change is happening yes yeah, yeah. i do like, want to make the point though with the venezuela thing that it's very easy because it's just so stupid it's like it's so stupid that it's easy to like make fun of and mm-hmm. and yell at him about it. Mm-hmm. But I did both. Yes. Uh but uh don't think for a second we haven't been doing that covertly oh, yes. for a decade. That's our whole jam yeah. in Latin America. So, you know, it is rightful to be outraged about it, but like make sure once Trump's out you're like still outraged about it because right. we've overthrown not, so many governments. That's, that's a lot of what cool Trump is doing. He's doing like, a lot of stuff that like happens on the down. De- like the Obama mm-hmm. administration deported so many people. Yes. Yeah. But he does stuff that's been happening in like such an overt way that I think it like that's what surprises people. Like he really peeled back the curtain of civility and he's like, yeah. here's what we're doing and I'm going to escalate it. It really does feel like the Venezuela thing does feel like after he got in office, like the FBI, like the CIA, like briefed him. I'm like, okay, we have these plans in place to like take out Chavez or like take out the Venezuelan government. And then he was just like, okay, so we'll just bomb them. I'm like, no, 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 shh, 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 shh. Be cool. <laughs> Be cool so we can keep doing all the evil things. Which he is do. incapable of being cool. Like, yeah. He, he but just, it's, it's he weird loves in a way because like, his information. He's yeah. just like, it, it's weird in a way because like in, in many ways, He's not doing anything new. He's no. he's escalating it for sure. He's that's the thing, and that's why and doing it's, it in the open. Yes, it's like so frustrating that so many people are like, "Oh, if Hillary had been elected, everything would be fine. Like we'd no. be at brunch now." And I'm just like, "How can, like, how can we have a conversation if you don't think these things are bad? As long as it's a Democrat yeah. doing it." <laughs> There would have been substantial differences. There, I mean, the Supreme Court is a great example. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, I'm not saying it's no. But I mean, Hillary Clinton's a war hawk. Like a lot of stuff yeah. would have continued. The deportations would have continued. Mm. Um, our horrific um, international policies would have continued. Like a lot of stuff would have been the same. But those few differences are huge. <laughs> you yeah. Know, or it's kind of like fuck. I think that's what frustrates Hillary supporters so much when yeah. when people are like they're exactly the same and they're like fuck they're you not they're exactly not exactly the same. <laughs> no. They're definitely not exactly yeah. the same. Um so I also wanted to talk about this just happened and it's just a great example of like I don't even know what's going on in this country anymore. <laughs> it's like it's it's just like petty and mean for no reason. So uh, a resolution to encourage breastfeeding was expected to be approved quickly and easily by hundreds of government delegates who gathered this spring in Geneva for the United Nations affiliated World Health Assembly. Um, This is from the New York Times. Based on decades of research, the resolution says that mother's milk is healthiest for children and countries should strive to limit the inaccurate or misleading marketing of breast milk substitutes. Mm -hmm. Then the US delegation embracing the interests of infant formula manufacturers upended the deliberations. American officials sought to water down the resolution by removing language that called on governments to protect, promote, and support breastfeeding, and other and another passage that called on policymakers to restrict the promotion of food products that many experts say can have uh, deleterious uh, del- effects on young children. Um, so, yeah, isn't it cool how capitalism is more important than science? Uh, but this like stunned people because well, they thought this was like the most apolitical. They were like, cool, cool, cool. We'll just agree to this. And then the U.S. was like, nah, suckers. And everyone was like, what? Well, this is like <clears throat> what's so shitty about this story is that this is not new. Like Nestle faced lawsuits in the 70s because of they were doing this in developing countries in Africa. Mm. Like, aggressively, like, sending doctors to tell women not to breastfeed their kids. Right. So that they can sell them baby formula. Yeah, this was so weird, though, because, like, they can keep doing that. This was literally just, like, can we adopt this language of being Mm pro-breastfeeding? And the U.S. was like, no. And I was just like, 
fuck like I mean, this like, is such a simple thing it's like the fucking the the dairy manufacturers who like sued just mayo for calling <laughs> yeah. it mayo it's yeah. like nobody thinks it's mayo man <laughs> like it's just like yeah. it's you know and there's like uh um what was the the t uh the tpp is that right trans trans partnership. partnership yeah there's language in the tpp that and it's happening already that a company can sue a government any government that's yes. a member that right. can sue any government if a regulation from that government causes them to uh lose, lose money. money yeah no, so that not even lose money that means just like, like Allowing workers to unionize, raising wages, yeah. like that—that mm-hmm. that could fall under that. Anything umbrella. that becomes a national law that has the potential to cause a loss of profit. Environmental regulations. Environmental. That's yeah. a big one. Like anything, the companies have a right to sue the government, and they're doing that now. Yeah, they are doing that now. Yeah, and like, it's just insane. It's, it's just crazy. Totally <laughs> insane. But like going back to what we were saying about just agreeing on basic facts, mm-hmm. I feel like shit like this is just the rest of the world has to be like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, it's one thing like when we have disagreements on trade and stuff that we usually have disagreements on, but this just feels like, I like, I imagine they wake up, the this administration, the Trump administration wakes up every morning and it's just like, how do we piss off as many people as possible? Mm-hmm. Like, let's just be antagonistic at every turn. Yeah, That's what it feels like. As Even long as sometimes it if it's puts money in someone's pocket. Right. Even if it's ideologically like inconsistent sometimes. Right. They're like, fuck it, let's just get in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's what it feels like. It like the, I understand it sometimes when I'm like, they're trying to repeal the Obama administration's legacy and stuff like that. That all I I get. You know, obviously it's horrible, but I get mm-hmm. it. Um, but stuff like this, it's just like you're just saying no to say no. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like that uh it's, it's so gross. Um, also, well, and it's also, I mean, on the other hand, it's not because it does have like a specific profit motive and it has the motive of not allowing women to control their own bodies Mm -hmm. because to do so would, would be to like take a little bit of our autonomy back from manufacturers who want to sell us. Well, so the profit angle it really feels like the United States is becoming more and more like Russia. Because when I was reading this article and I, you know, read the profit angle, I was like so unsurprised that corruption was part of it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, that's expected now. It's yeah. like, yeah, our government is incredibly corrupt. And like for us, like millennials and Gen Zers um, and Gen Xers too, I guess, like we grew up in that culture where we just expect the government to be corrupt uh-huh. but like yeah. baby boomers did not right baby boomers when they grew up were like no we live in a transparent society mm-hmm. we hold our um, officials accountable but our mindset like the younger americans is a russian mindset where you just expect corruption you expect every official to be corrupt yeah i can't remember who i heard said this i think it might have been Matt Taibbi. Matt Taibbi talks about this a lot, how we're becoming Russia. He was talking about how uh, people don't move out of the way for ambulances in Russia. Right. Because so many people bribe ambulances to get them places faster that now people just don't move. Yeah. Was that Taibbi? I think that was an anecdote somebody else told. Maybe. I, um, that I, could possibly I, I remember reading that. And then there was a, like, a little bit of pushback to it. Some people in Russia saying it's not true. Yeah. Um, but... There are so many examples of that you can give in Russia yeah. where officials are just expected to be bribed and like Well that's why I mean that's also I mean that's why every Russian has a dash cam. <laughs> oh, yeah. like no, <laughs> They're suing each other. We need proof of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Except um, the thing here, like we can't even come up with any alternatives because the corruption is so tied in with capitalism. Yeah. And if you don't believe in capitalism, you're a filthy commie anarchist right. who has to be You're locked in away. Way. Like, in the way I also profit. feel like there's a part of this administration where it's just like, 
if we agree with the rest of the world on anything, then we give up our sovereignty somehow. So that's oh, literally yeah. just like whatever the world, rest of the world wants, we're no, that's against completely, it. That is completely, yeah. that is a <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like whatever everybody else is doing, we're different. I assume the, they're always just like, what did France vote? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> such a huge religious right thing. Yeah. Um, right. I remember articles from when I was like a teenager where they were talking about like the UN um, like we can't go along with any of the human rights stuff that the UN puts out ever because that's giving up the sovereignty of our Christian nation to the decadent European. We just left the European. fucking Human Rights Council. And oh, yeah. Walked yeah. out defiantly. Yeah. Which has been something like the religious right has wanted us to leave the UN for so long because yes. they think it's going to like usher in the Antichrist. Yeah, that's one of the literally weirder, weirder angles of the religious right. The UN ushering mm-hmm. in the Antichrist. <laughs> like, listen, the UN pretty much can't get anything done, right. let alone ushering in the Antichrist. Right. <laughs> it's a big project yeah. for them, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so do I have time for this? Any other thoughts about baby breast milk? It's just so silly. It's it, like, like dangerous. Silly. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's just. As long as it's like medically safe, you should be able to breastfeed as much as you want. Like, or if you don't want to, that's cool too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just making a public statement about like, yeah, it's good for the baby. Well, that's the thing is like, that's that sort of thing is like, it's not just about like the public statement. It's more like, that's something that is either like saying that breast milk is better than like baby formula. Obviously there's always going to be cases, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? There's always going to be yeah. examples of one or the other, mm-hmm. but like to say on average it's better is either like the statement has got to be either medically accurate or, or medically not. inaccurate. Right. But it's got to be one of the two. We can't agree on facts. And we can't agree. That's, <laughs> so I, that's my thing. Even it's like, if it's medically true, it's like, but is it? Oh, that's the thing is that, that's, <laughs> that we can't even say what is medically true or not because yeah. it might offend the baby formula manufacturers. <laughs> I, mean, I don't need to like laugh or dismiss that because like it's a huge industry and they're very powerful, obviously, and they can afford lobbyists and all that stuff. Um, but it's just so fuck. I'm like, is anything not evil? <laughs> no, right, no. Like we've, it's it's one of those things where it's like nobody should be fucking making money off of this, but all of you are, yeah. and now you're trying to like make this the most natural thing in the world, like seem like the bad option. <laughs> well, it's it's all like it's yeah. I mean, especially if you, when you read like I remember the first time I read about like uh, the the oh, United Fruit Company and like Chiquita oh. Bananas oh, and man. how like the how most much, evil history. It's just like the banana company. Yeah, like yes. mi- like hundreds of thousands of people died for a fucking banana oh, company. Yeah, buddy. It's just like yeah, we gotta get those bananas because they're so good in smoothies. <laughs> Kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean it's capitalism right like if there's a big enough demand for something then it's like yeah. oh we'll just burn this village down yeah, <laughs> right. yeah that makes sense for the mm-hmm. bottom line you know like people just stop thinking like compassionate yeah. people um so guys before you go out to the rest of your day here is your good news Okay, Eric, this is your favorite kind of good news. Something bad has happened to one of my enemies. Yes. So, Alan Dershowitz. Oh. uh, He just can't get a dinner rest, guys. Nobody will ask the Dersh to dinner. No one will. So, if you don't know who Alan Dershowitz is. Yes, please fill me in. He is a lawyer and professor at Harvard Law School, and he crowbars that into literally every conversation and introduction. Oh, boy. Uh, he also um, has expressed views that back Trump, and he is uh, a fan of vacationing at Martha's Vineyard. And he is saying that some of his political views have caused um, people to um, be rude to him. Oh, is he facing consequences? He's facing, (laughs) but like the mildest forms (laughs) Mm -hmm. of consequences, which is like not getting invited to some things. My new favorite thing is just like, again, referencing all these 
intellectual dark web idiots mm-hmm. um, <laughs> who are just convinced that the fact that nobody likes them is just a, it's our society breaking apart yeah. <laughs> and not just that it's you're happening. all fucking insufferable assholes. No, like, no society is, society is doing what it's supposed to do, it's which is getting rid of you malignant fools. Purging. <laughs> purging. Yeah. It's just like you guys are all dumb and have bad opinions and you're insufferable idiots. Like, and maybe people don't want to go to dinner with you because you're, idiots like i just suck as people i mean here's the thing these people are not ready for the revolution that's coming because like (laughs) if you think sarah huckabee sanders being politely asked to leave a restaurant or alan dershowitz not getting invited to shit at martha's vineyard just not getting invited like are the extent of the consequences (laughs) coming then it's like you are fucking high yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like that is this is civil Whenever they're like, what happened to civility? Yeah, civility is, civil. is, is not this. inviting Dershowitz to a party. The other thing, too, is that I think I've made this point before, but it's like, like, fucking Alan Dershowitz has the gall, has the absolute gall to. He, there's been like three fucking profiles about him in the New York Times in the past week. Mm. Like, he has the gall to be like, it's just so rude and insensitive that these people won't invite me to dinner. He literally believes. That we should have more civilian casualties in war. Yeah. That's one of his popular opinions mm-hmm. is that we should redefine what we consider civilian casualties mm-hmm. and that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not rude. That's not, that's not, well, that's why your dinner is a cool. civilian casualty, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it, that's not, like, that's an acceptable position to have, but it's not acceptable to just not want to have dinner with some idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like that. Well, that's what's so frustrating about like the like like the theater around the debate of civility and profanity and stuff like that. So like Michelle Wolf makes a joke and everybody loses their fucking mind. But meanwhile, the United States can have this policy of like mass incarceration, mass deportation, unending war. None of that is considered uncivil. But yeah, Dershowitz doesn't get invited to a party on Martha's Vineyard and they're like, oh my God, the age of civility is dead. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, like you ask somebody to leave a restaurant and it's a huge deal. But like you, like these, these same people will confidently just be like, yeah, trans people aren't people. Right. You know, like that's not uncivil. It's not uncivil to, you know, chase trans people out of bathrooms or out of, you right. know, that's not uncivil, but it's, it's, it is uncivil to like not go to dinner with them. It's right. just, it's just completely, it's just so obviously theater and right. just so obviously like, so just like just hand wringing of like the highest order. Yes. But the reason this is in the good news section is I just, Love the idea of no one wanting to hang out with Alan Schwartz <laughs> as he's like visiting Martha's Vineyard and him being like, yeah. like, like part of a, like a group text, like, "Hey, what are you guys doing tonight?" And they're like, "Nothing." Mm. And then he sees like pics oh, on Instagram later. We're and all like, busy. Oh, they all had dinner without me. <laughs> we're all busy. We're all busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Alan Dershowitz dies in his house alone. <laughs> you know he will. As somebody who grew up that way, like not getting invited to things and everybody discussing them in front of me, like more of that, like do that harder at people <laughs> it, who it deserve is like it a because very it's a specific form of torture. It, it sucks. It does suck. <laughs> and he fucking deserves that. Yeah, totally. It's like stop being a fucking asshole, dude. So also in the good news section, uh, we talked a lot about um, Ocasio-Cortez's victory um, and how great that was and how energized mm-hmm. it got everybody. Um, Can we talk about the fact that um, whoever it was on Fox News put up a whole thing of like her uh, platform to make fun of it? One of the lines is literally support seniors. And I'm like, that's your audience, Fox News. Oh, we like you just on the show. Yeah, yeah. We you just told that. them yeah. that. They She's for you. And, and they would agree with that. I mean, these people are so fucking brainwashed. They would support their own demise. Mm. If there was a policy, like if Trump was like, kill the elderly, every Fox News viewer would be like, yep, I should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my time. We have to make room for uh, the new generation. Had a good run. Oh, they don't care about us. They would not be making room for the new generation. <laughs> well, like, no, but like, they'd, they'd like, be like they have to make room for like, like the Charlie Spencer Kurtz. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, but what's exciting is, um, so Ocasio-Cortez got a lot of attention because part of her platform was a, um, calling for a green new deal Mm -hmm. and focusing on climate change and Mm -hmm. climate change solutions. 
But she's just one of many left-leaning candidates who have ambitious climate proposals. Uh, This is from The Intercept, who could breathe fresh air into a policy field long dominated (laughs) by market tweaks, half measures, and lofty talk of megawatt hours and parts per millions of carbon dioxide. Do you think it was purposeful they said breathe fresh air? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, So... And again, apologies to all names I inevitably butcher. Um, Cornelia Ng, Abdul El Sayed, and Randy Bryce are all calling for some version of a Green New Deal and strict restrictions on fossil fuel corporations, framing climate change as both an equity issue and an om- economic opportunity for working class Americans. Similarly, good, good. Jess King, Rashida Tlaib, Ben Jealous, Kevin DeLion are others who are looking to go after the fossil fuel industry and have all sworn off taking money from them. So, yay, positive trend. Yeah. Yes, finally. Yes, (laughs) finally a positive trend. Um, And I think what's frustrating is like, so Nancy Delosi and those types come out after a victory like Ocasio-Cortez and they go, that's great for you liberal Northeasterners, mm-hmm. but like that won't play in the Midwest, which is so fucking insulting. Yeah. It's yeah. like there are millions of people who live in the Midwest who care about climate change, mm-hmm. who care about workers' rights. Yeah. Who like Dude, Randy Bryce's campaign is so awesome. <laughs> Do you know him? He's the, I, I don't know a lot about he's, him. He's uh he's the uh the union guy in Wisconsin. Is is handles like iron stash. And he's like, he's just this like big dude with a dope mustache <laughs> who just talks shit about Paul Ryan all day. I was like, for a second, I was like, wait, Eric, do you know anything about him? We're just like, he's got a dope mustache. He's got, look, he's got a dope mustache, and his whole Twitter presence is just like really uplifting messages, and they're just talking mad shit about Paul Ryan I like all day. It. I like it's it. a beautiful thing. Hey, remember Paul Ryan? Remember when Paul Ryan thought he was going to be president? <laughs> ah. God, what a. Oh, what a dweeb. Uh, what a little yeah. fucking dweeb. Uh, no matter Oh, also good news. Did you guys see uh, somebody shouted at Mitch McConnell? Oh, no. I didn't, but that always needs to happen. Mm, yeah. Where was he? What happened? What did they shout? Uh, Paint a picture. I, I, I yeah. think he was at home or around his home. He was at a home? I can't Great. remember if I like in his hometown. Even oh, okay. I don't remember. I where love it was. the idea of someone just driving by and shouting. I don't think he was like at dinner or anything. It was just one of those like he was walking from a building to his car mm-hmm. and somebody just shouted at him and it was great <laughs> that's great that should I be like a reflex everywhere every time you see him. Yeah. Ah, not even like words just ah. yeah <laughs> just yeah just scream until he, he runs away yeah uh, all of the miserable things that we have to put up with should be turned on republicans like that like street harassment just like shout at them so, your policies yeah, but suck the thing is that like People make fun of this stuff, but this shit works. Mm-hmm. Like Richard yeah. Spencer is afraid to go in public now. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Like he it, said that it himself. actually fucking <laughs> works. Yeah. Like his like he tried to have another rally and like four people showed up. Yeah. To some sad gym. This is like, what I mean. Like it actually works. We talked about this a lot on the show, but like you can't debate fascists. Yeah. Right. Like fascists rely on being invited into democratic spaces. They like. That's how they flourish. Yeah. All you can do is deny them a platform. Yes. So like, and the way you do that is aggressive confrontation. And people are like, oh, we can't hit people. And it's like, these are fascists. They are advocating the ethnic cleansing of people. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to have a policy debate about that. Right. Because like, the negotiated version of that, meeting them in the middle, is still a form of genocide. (laughs) (laughs) So like, we can't do that. So yeah, you have to give them the Spencer treatment. Mm -hmm. Now he has four people at his fucking rallies. Yeah. That's as it should be. Sitting at home, scared to go outside. Yeah. He should live every day like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also in good news, and this is just 100% me being petty, (laughs) a bunch of lions. uh, Yes, I love this story. (laughs) Eight uh, rhino poachers uh, uh, in a South African game reserve. I, I love it that it was a rhino poacher specifically, like that he wasn't even going after the lions, but the lions mm-hmm. were just like, no, fuck you. Right. <laughs> this is our ecosystem. Also, ooh, lunch. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so a ranger taking guests at the Subia Game Reserve in the Eastern Cape on a safari drive on Tuesday afternoon discovered human remains close to a pride of lions. I love that the lions didn't run away. They were just like, yeah, we did it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so they think that two uh, people were killed, maybe three. 
Um, yeah, and it's hard to fucking feel bad for rhino poachers because rhinos are really, really endangered. Yep. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's hard. And it's also like, it's hard to feel bad for I. One thing that drives me fucking crazy about hunting is that it people really treat hunting like it's a one-sided thing. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. like every time an animal like gets theirs, they're like <laughs> they like oh, we're supposed to feel bad, mm-hmm. but it's like you are hunting them. Oh, yeah, you're like, like you're you're out there in it's the an wild. Altercation. You're trying to kill them. Yeah. It's an yeah. altercation, and you lost. Right, you like knew what you were getting into. Against all odds, it's you lost. The, yeah. you had a fucking gun. Yeah, and you lost. Yeah, that's it. That's the other thing. That's, that's how the game is played. I like, grew up in like a hunting culture, and anybody that like anytime somebody poses with a, like a dead animal, it's gross. it's gross, and it's also like, what are you proud of? Yeah. You didn't do anything. Yeah. Like the best picture in the world. I mean, it's an awful picture, but it's like the best example of this is that there's like this picture, like this trophy hunting picture I saw of like this dude that's just like sitting down, not moving at all. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I killed this. Like you didn't do anything. Right. You didn't, you got drove like driven you got driven yeah like guides took you to where they knew there was game yeah you sat in like a booth waited for an animal to show up and shot them like you didn't do anything masculinity is so weird this is like not and it's just like this is not we and people talk about it like it's just like like the most beautiful thing in the world it's man against nature or whatever it's like it's not anything Mm. if it were really man against nature you wouldn't use a weapon you would just fight the animal right and you would lose yeah. because of course you would. Sure. If you try to you're box a, s- a lion, you're going to die. Yeah. So it's not <laughs> like, I, it's just like people that take pride in hunting. I think it's fucking stupid. And also like these game hunters, like you didn't do anything. And then when people get eaten, like that's part of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want it to be that way, if you want it to be man against nature, then this is part of it. And sometimes nature's going to win. Right. Yeah. You don't, we don't get to feel bad for these people. Like that's what they were. Right. They knew what they signed up for and they lost. I was trying to remember there was a documentary that Tom Hardy, uh, was like was in about, uh, poaching in Africa. And there was a really interesting part where there's a whole like colonialist racial aspect to game hunting in Africa because mm-hmm. it used to be the domain of like wealthy white men. Yeah. And now, so like when people like, hunt and poach it's almost sort of like we're doing it too you know mm-hmm. um which was interesting and something that i never considered like not to excuse it obviously um, yeah there's but definitely like up in alaska and stuff there's rules about like native people can can hunt like right this much and white people like can't right which is kind of an interesting yeah yeah it was something i never considered obviously because i'm a white person but i was like oh yeah that like has a whole racial history to it like who got to hunt in africa Mm -hmm. um but obviously yeah poaching is evil and like a lot of the poachers are like you know obviously they're not wealthy they're like selling the rhino horn to Mm -hmm. wealthy people um but still it's like come on like I don't know. Like, I, I also don't think that's an excuse. Yeah, I don't think it's an excuse. And, and, and also, like like I said, whether... Even if you accept that and you think it's okay, like, again, if if it's okay, then this is just part of the game. Right, yeah. And, like, like also... Like, you go into nature, you lose sometimes. Yeah, like, poachers like, know that going in. Like, they're yeah. going into very ter- dangerous territory and so confronting even, very dangerous animals. Yeah, yeah, so, like, even if it is, like, an acceptable norm... It's like, okay, well, then you lost. Like, right. You know what I mean? It's like you you treat it like it's some sort of like, like I said, like, like you know, the, a dangerous game or it's like man against nature. It's just, you know, this it, the, they want to pretend it's an alter, a, a two-sided altercation when they want it to be one-sided. Yeah. It's like you lost. Too bad. It is incredible, though, like how big the market is, um, like buyers in Vietnam and China. I think at one part, at one point in that documentary, they like showed a bust, like they busted mm-hmm. some poachers, and like they had so many rhino horns. Oh yeah! Like so, in this article I, this I was reading from, oh yeah, I gotta, you know, I should Google it. Um, but more than a thousand rhinos were killed in South Africa last year. Oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah. Um, I will find it. Let's see, since I've cited it, so uh, poaching wars. Okay. That um, sounds cool. It's it's really that. good. It's interesting. Like I thought, like going in, I was like, oh, I I know about 
poaching and I, I know how I feel about poaching and mm. like it raises some interesting um, questions. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Uh, so guys, any last minute thoughts, feelings, suggestions? Hmm. Have you done anything lately yeah. that you're like, Hey, Oh, if you live in New York city, go to the house of yes. Yep. That was super fun. I really want to go again. I already Definitely. texted Chloe and I'm like, we have to go. And she's yes. like, yes, absolutely. Uh, if you're on New York, our improv team trash has a show on Friday the 13th. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. July 13th. Um, we have a show at under St. Mark's. And it's going to be super fun. I'm excited. Um, if you're on the internet, I have a Patreon. <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. Um, the link is in my Twitter. It's I think it's... Oh, my <laughs> Did you start playing? <laughs> Wait, what just started playing? Oh, oh, uh, Hannah okay. Gatsby. Great. I was like, that is so loud. <laughs> Sorry, Faith. Your Patreon. I think it's... Um, Patreon.com slash F.A. Beauchemin. That's B-E-A-U-C-H-E-M-I-N. Mm-hmm. Um, or just search my name. It's there. I write stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. I also have a Patreon, guys. We just had our monthly online hangout. That was very Ooh. fun. Mm-hmm. Everybody okay. was sending photos of their tattoos, which I loved nice. so oh, much. Oh, that's cool. Oh, man. My supporters have dope tattoos. Like, like political tattoos they're so cool that's really cool yeah that um, sounds like an awesome hangout patreon.com slash allison kilkenny uh the ten dollar a month and higher members get to do the online hangout but oh motherfucker i know what i forgot to do we had questions questions. we got a few minutes let's do it no okay wait i think there was one for faith specifically okay Um, lay it on me let's see (laughs) do 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 uh what this is from Sarah. What tarot card do you resonate with at the moment, and what is your favorite card? Oh boy, that is. Um, uh, Wait, is that how that works? I thought it was supposed to be like random or whatever. I mean, it depends because you like when you're doing a reading, it's random, but you also like know the cards, so there can be like one that describes you or one that like keeps showing up in your readings and stuff. Okay. Um, shit, that's such a good question, Sarah. <laughs> um, I think one of my favorites is it one of my favorites or one um I I like the moon card a lot out of the major arcana um cuz that's just about sort of um I don't want to say like underworld but like subconscious and like um sort of a dreamy landscape where things aren't exactly necessarily what you think they are. Um, it's, I mean, it's kind of a tricky card when it comes up cause it can like modify the cards around it to be like, there's some deception and stuff going mm-hmm. on. But I just, I, I feel like I very much live my life a lot in a fluid space like that yeah. where, things aren't always super clear. Um, and you just kind of got to go forward anyway, even if like the lights in the marsh are leading you in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, that's, I like it. That's a good card. (laughs) Uh, Eric, I have a very annoying question for you. Awesome. (laughs) No, Nicole has a nerd question for you. Great. You've covered pens on the show, Mm -hmm. but what are your favorite notebook brand formats? Lined dot grid the very intimidating, totally blank page. Oh, interesting. So not my favorite notebook, my favorite notebook format. Yes. Um, I do like a regular, here's the thing. I like a regular lined page, but it's got to be a good one. It's got to be lots of lines. I don't like that wide world bullshit. Yeah, it's got to be college oh, rules. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That infuriates me when yeah. I open up a notebook I and I I don't like, I love, here's the thing. I like the idea of blank pages, but in practice, I just fuck it up real hard because mm-hmm. like I cannot write in a straight line. Everything gets all weird and <laughs> like it doesn't work. I like the idea of it. It's very, it's a very cool format. I just, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't use grid paper as much because it reminds me of doing math. And so like, I, agree. I, I have a hard time not doing math. There was a guy <laughs> in one of my character classes who was taking notes in a grid notebook and yeah. I was like, are you a psychopath? <laughs> I was just like, that I is re- so weird. I also like how your reaction to it was like the opposite of, I think me and Allison are both just like, oh, math. And you're like, I just can't help doing math on it. Like if I have a grid page in front of me, math's yeah, going to happen. I right? want to do math on it if I'm doing grid paper. Um, 
I also like, I like Dot. I just don't get to use it as much. What is not, Dot? Um, it's kind of like a grid page, except there's no lines. It's just the dots. Oh, weird. Uh, I actually really like those. Um, I just don't get to use it. They just don't make as many of them. So really, you can only find them from like Rhodia or Moleskin or whatever. And I just, you just don't get to, I just don't get to use them as much. Right. Uh, well, great answers. I'm glad we got to field those. Oh, and the reason I brought that up is if you sign up at the $5 a month level over at my Patreon, patreon.com slash Kilkenny, we'll answer your questions on Light Trees and News. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Please go to lighttreason.news, become a member there if you want to keep the show going for as little as $5 a month. And yeah, I hope you have a great day. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Mm-hmm.